Now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. We are back about three minutes before 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee Time. My pleasure. On uh, Usually it's the second Friday, but the first Friday after the second Thursday each month. Welcome to the show, IDF's Mike Tarantino. How are you, man? Uh, good afternoon or good Good morning. Yeah, still, yeah still almost there. there. Yeah, great to see you. Great to uh, be here again. Thanks. As always, like to uh, remind folks what IDF is all about. Yeah, the, thank you, Jeff. The Iberian Industrial Development Foundation, uh, otherwise known as IDF, is a, a public-private partnership here in Iberia Parish uh, that um, is the main facilitator for economic development and community development activities uh, for Iberia Parish and all its municipalities. Our, you know, as I always like to say, we are a true public-private partnership. Um, there, our board is made up of 21 members, half from the public sector, half from the private sector. It really is one of the only places in town where uh, they, there can be active discussion about you know economic development planning, uh, what we want to see um, going forward. And so, I'm so thankful for the guidance and leadership of those folks that volunteer and uh, are appointed to our board to you know to guide our activities and so we're also a member-driven organization um, you know we've got a lot of, in, of business uh, investors around the community uh, who invest in us along with our governmental partners who are so very important to what we do and uh, so we you know we're very appreciative of that and so we are we're always encouraging businesses that are interested in developing our parish uh, economically uh, to give a, give our offices a call at 337-367-0834 if you'd like to join us and join the process. There you go. So, again, you met yesterday, uh, and that's yeah. one of the reasons we bring you in the day after those meetings. We'll go around the table in just a bit. Sure. We were talking off, Mike, about that uh, sad situation at Arby's. What a tragedy. And, you know, it's a business that seemingly has struggled. They were down for uh, a few months, uh, either doing renovations or whatever the case But you think about the impact on a business and how they recover from that kind of bad press. Well, you know, there's there are there are things that happen and uh, uh, things that in life and and in business. And so I just hope that, you know, as we as we, of course, you know, realize the tragedy of what happened with this person. And, you know, reports will come out and, you know, as as they're as is appropriate from the proper authorities on what happened and why um, that we can continue to understand, you know, it is a business and we want to continue to do what we can to support all businesses, despite the circumstances that may have gone on. There are folks that that are investing in the community. We want to make sure that we continue to support them um, as we go, despite the fact that, you know, what, you know, at least initial reports are, you know, certainly something tragic. Yeah, indeed, indeed. You uh, went before the parish council uh, Wednesday night. Uh, you do that uh, quarterly. Quarterly, yeah. so uh, so we go go in and uh, give a quarterly report to the parish council. You know they like they like to hear what's going on uh, economically. With there are a whole host of different economic development and economic statistics indicators that we give, uh, just to kind of paint a brief picture of what the stat- the current status of the parish's economy looks like. Whether it's unemployment rates or retail sales numbers or price of oil and gas, it's it's a great opportunity. For for us to talk about the statistics, to talk about the good things that are happening in the parish, and a few challenges that we all like to work on. I work very closely with, um, you know, with all the governmental bodies, but particularly with uh, Parish President Larry Richard and the Parish Council here in Iberia Parish. So grateful for their, the partnership with them and, um, you know, continue to look forward to working together to make good things happen. All right. Uh, you want to go around the table? Yeah, sure. Uh, I would imagine some of that is in your report. Yes, too. absolutely. So, so um, 
first of all, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we're a member-driven organization, and so we always like to – we've got many, many business uh, investors from across the parish, and at each meeting, we really we, we like to single one out for our business member of the month and encourage folks, you know, thank them for their investment in our community, encourage folks to continue to patronize them. This month's business investor of the month uh, is Musimpatu Automotive. The good folks over at Musimpatu have been a part of the fabric of our business community for many years. Uh, Bart Romero serves on the Iberian uh, Economic Development Authority Board. And we're so grateful for their investment and what they do for our community. So uh, go on out and, you know, check out all the wonderful products that Musimpatu Automotive Automotive uh, uh, offers according to them. It's all about you and at Musimpatu, and so we're just so happy that uh, they uh, give back to the community in the way that they do. So go check them out. Whether it's they or other car dealers, I Absolutely. know there was a time where it was tough to get inventory. Uh, any idea how that situation is going? Uh, it just depends on who you talk to. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's still tight across the board, but, you know, there. it seems uh, that they're getting more inventory now, that, you know, the larger supply system is beginning to uh, to bring more vehicles to the floor. But you can get some great deals right now on a whole host of different brands at all of our local dealerships. And so I'd encourage folks to go check that out. But, it, you know, it, it, it's continuing. You know, the supply chain in the automotive industry for a whole host of reasons is, is you know, beginning to recover, but has still has a ways to go. But in the meantime, you know, those folks in the larger market, it's just a short drive to Iberia Parish to some wonderful deals with local auto dealers, and we encourage folks to continue to check them out. You know, we always uh, encourage folks to buy locally uh, for, in part, the tax base, but uh, automobiles are a little bit different, right. aren't they? Well, they are because the the, uh, it's, the ta- tax base is charged based upon where you live, your residence, and things like that. So if you're from out of town, a lot of that tax will be charged to you local. you know, will be uh, gathered and collected by your local, where you live locally. However, there are mechanics and salespeople. I was going to say, there's still good reasons lot, to shop right. locally. That's there. right. There are a lot of great people behind the scenes, uh, you know, whether they're salespeople or management or mechanics or, you know, people who service techs. Uh, people who uh, really, you know, depend on those kind of things. And so, you know, buying locally continues to support those jobs and to support that economic development. We're certainly, and, you know, there are a lot of taxes that are, that are gathered on parts, uh, you know, the sale of parts when you go and have your, your vehicle serviced here locally. And so we encourage folks to continue to do that. Real good, real good. And so thanks to Mus and Patu for that. We also, there's also many uh, properties, many sites across our parish that uh, are available and perfect for business uh, relocation or business expansion or new businesses or just in business investment. And so uh, we try to single one of those out each month. And so this month's property of the month uh, at IDF is the former Hanarn location located uh, in Generette at 400 Canal Street. Uh, great location, uh, a numerous warehouses, a um, few th- hundred thousand square feet of warehouse space, a great yard. And the, the, the office building is about as strong as they come here in our parish. Um, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30,000 square feet of office space uh, located in the heart of Generette. It's currently being offered by Bobox Realty. And so we encourage folks to check that out. Go on Bobox's website and check that out. Uh, it's a great property uh, and it's ready. It's ready to be occupied. And so please go and check that out. Generette's a wonderful community. There's, there are a lot of great improvements going on in, in the, both the water and sewer systems. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, and so a lot of great uh, workforce there as well. And so we'd encourage folks to go and check out that property in Generette.
We're all good. Uh, so then we go, we go around the table, and of course I give, you know, they let me go first, and so I certainly uh, appreciate that. Uh, talked a little bit, we talked a little bit about the uh, the shadows on the Tesh, and it's, uh, it's uh, reopening, it's uh, ribbon cutting and grand reopening. Um, a wonderful facility out there. Again, it's a, uh, one of the treasured properties of the National Trust for Historic Preservation. Um, they've got a brand new uh, re- reinvented and revamped tour there. Um, they've done a lot of great um, things within the facility, uh, a lot of great reasons for, for people to go and, and take a tour. You know, even locals who uh, maybe have lived here all their lives and who drive by the wonderful property uh, each day right, right along Main Street right here in downtown New Iberia, uh, give it another shot. I encourage you to go by and take the tour and learn more about the wonderful history of the shadows, uh, both the people that built the home and also the people who worked the land and, and, and you know, and built it into the to the thriving business that it is. So congratulations to the Shadows on the Tesh for their grand reopening, and I look forward to, to wonderful things. Almost there. seems like a bit of a rebranding, it too. Is. Yeah. It is in many ways. Uh, and so uh, we encourage folks to go check it out and learn. You know, learn about you know, learn about all the aspects from you know from top to bottom. It's the wonderful architecture, the wonderful family uh, who uh, who owned it, but also the workers and the people who, and the, the the ancestry of the people who made the made the business work. And so, uh, we also welcomed a brand new uh, director for the Shadows and the Tesh, Mr. John Warner Smith, a wonderful guy, a, a previous poet laureate of the state of Louisiana, and a former director of the Louisiana Department of Labor. I've had an opportunity. To to meet to work with John, great guy, and uh, I know that uh, the Shadows is in good hands, and so looking forward to continuing to build on that wonderful asset here yeah. in our area. The uh, Shadows now, I don't know if they had been previously, but it was pointed out that they're part of the Blue Star Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, along with uh, along with the Bayou Tesh Museum, right, right. Blue Star Museums are great because they offer uh, free and discounted rates for military families, and you know we we uh, we certainly cherish our military, our veterans, the people who currently serve uh, here in our community, and I think it's just a great way to uh, encourage folks to come. Uh, again, I, I, not only for visitors from out of town, from far off places, but I'm a big believer in a good staycation, and so if you're looking for something to do during the week, maybe some place to bring the kids. I encourage you to go and learn a little bit at our wonderful attractions, whether it be the Shadows on the Tesh or the Bayou Tesh Museum, all of uh, the, the Generette Museum. There are a number of different museums around. I encourage you to check that out. Speaking of great places to visit, the, the next part of my report, we talked a, a bit about the Acadian Odyssey Monument uh, unveiling in Lorville. Mm-hmm. Um, what a wonderful uh, thing for our parish, for our region. Um, the Acadian Odyssey Monument, there are only a few of those in the world. And what they do is they, they commemorate and mark the, uh, the places where the Acadians landed and traveled uh, as part of Le Grand Derangement. Le Grand Derangement. I've been practicing that. So that's, uh, you know, as folks around here know, that's, that commemorates the expulsion of the Acadians from uh, what is now Nova Sco- the Nova Scotia area in Canada. Um, they um, were expelled and migrated this way. And so these markers... Uh, are a tremendously important part of our heritage and our culture and a really important part of Lorville. And there's been a lot of historic excavation showing Lorville as the, the first settlement.
settlement of the Acadians here in the Acadiana area, uh, Beausoleil Broussard and his band. And um, so uh, this, they had a gr- there was a great ceremony. You know, of course, all uh, the local dignitaries and elected officials, the lieutenant governor uh, attended, uh, as did the Council General of Canada to, you know, to uh, make that connection. And so uh, congratulations to Mayor Brad Clifton and all the folks in Lauraville for a lot of hard work putting all of that together. And I encourage folks to uh, continue to keep an eye on that. It's not just a, it's a monument. It's going to be the start of a larger project. That's right. There. A monument park and other ways to commemorate as well. So, you know, I know that there will be giving opportunities in the future, and so we encourage folks to, you know, continue to keep uh, an eye on that project and, you know, continue to support it. So those are the, the, the two things that I started out with. And then we talked a little bit about economic indicators and some of the numbers that make our parish work. And so we started with the unemployment rate. Um, we deal with uh, confirmed numbers, not uh, preliminary or estimates. And so the last, um, what, regarding the unemployment rate, the last confirmed number we have is uh, from March of this year. Uh, our unemployment rate here in the parish is 4%. That's down, and of course, you know, you want your your unemployment rate to be as low as possible. Um, So it's down from February and significantly down from March of last year. And so our unemployment rate trends are continuing to go down, which is certainly good. Uh, Despite that, there are a lot of job openings here in our parish. And so, you know, I I do a quick count every month, and I think right now we're between four and 600 uh, job openings in various uh, businesses and various places around our parish that I'm aware of. Um, and I'm talking about skills from entry level, no skill, all the way up to highly specialized jobs. And so I'd encourage folks to check out our webpage. Uh, I'm sorry, our Facebook page, Iberian Industrial Development Foundation. We put in uh, job opportunity alerts when, um, when, they, when they become evident to us. And there are many job opportunity alerts out on our Facebook page now. So if you, know some, if you or someone you know is looking to uh, get that new job or maybe upgrade or uh, maybe even get that training to, uh, to, to be able to take advantage of some of these jobs that are out there, we encourage you to uh, check us out on Facebook. We're, we're always putting job opportunities out there. Speaking of yeah. jobs, um, minimum wage uh, issue coming up again uh, in front of the legislature. Apparently, uh, one plan did move forward, uh, staggered. Uh, what's, what's the vibe on that? Well, you know, I mean, I think there's always push and pull when it comes to those kind of things. I think the fact is is that, you know, ra- uh, wages are becoming more competitive in an upward direction. Um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there for, for jobs and for, for, for wages. So, you know, there's a lot, b- big balancing act with employers and, you know, uh, business plans. But at the same time, you know, you've got to be competitive with wages and things like that. I have not heard the reports as to where that's going to end up. But I do think that there's a lot of upward pressure on minimum wage and things like that in order to continue to be more competitive. I know the governor in the past had made a statement, I think, on his most recent radio show suggesting that there are already, most people are above 10 bucks an hour already right. anyway, right. and so it wouldn't affect as many people as you think. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, there are a lot of, uh, that, that, that may be true. Uh, you know, I'm, I also think of it from the employer side. You know, there are a lot of uh, jobs that are out there right now and a lot of skill, uh, a lot of uh, uh, workforce training that's available right now. So I'd encourage folks who can to get out there and really get into the to, to the uh, job market and really you know get the training that's being offered out there because in many in most cases uh, you're going to be able to find jobs that pay more than min- than the minimum wage to begin with. Yeah. And so yeah. you know I realize that the you know at the in Baton Rouge there are a lot of uh, you know folks that want to set that and want to continue to keep that moving forward and I certainly understand that but man the job the job market right now is so competitive there's just so many opportunities out there to make much more than minimum wage. 
age. I'd encourage folks to uh, take advantage of the skills training that's out there right now. Really get out in the workforce, and in many cases, you can make much more. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, Moving on, so uh, Louisiana monthly drilling permits is another uh, indicator that we follow. Uh, our drill, Louisiana's monthly drilling permit numbers, which is a leading indicator in what's to come in oil and gas, are much lower. Uh, and I think that when you look at drilling permits, the monthly Louisiana rig count, which is, you know, after they go through the permit process and then they actually put up the rigs, is a little bit lower now. Not not a lot lower, but a little bit lower right now uh, than it has been in the past. And that's a direct relation, in my opinion, to lower oil and gas prices, right? So um, March of 2023, we have that on our website right now um, as the last uh, monthly oil and, oil and gas prices. It was at $76 per barrel. I uh, checked it the other day. It was, I think it was around $72 a barrel. I'm not sure where it is today. I'm looking at seventy thirty-two. Uh, West Texas Intermediate, Brent right. Crude, seventy-four thirty-seven. Down a little less than a percent. Yeah, and so what we really want to see is between seventy-five and eighty-five dollars a barrel. It's a little bit lower than that right now, but and you know so and if you if you can see the graph that I have, it's got a, a downward trend to it over time. You know, while we really like that when we go to the gas pump, you know, it really is a reflection of you know. So what happens typically is oil and gas prices go up as people you know begin to speculate about whether or not we'll have a cold winter, and when that doesn't materialize, uh, numbers come back down again, and so uh, you know that's. That's just a reflection of current oil and gas prices. I do, of course, expect them to come up soon, uh, but you know they're at the they're at the lower end right now of of uh, where we want to see. But I, I see that coming forward. The same thing goes for natural gas. Uh, right now, the last number I had was two dollars and twenty seven cents. Uh, it might be a little bit closer to two dollars a unit now. Two point two two three. Right. So uh, up about one and a half percent from yesterday. Right. So you can see from the graph I'm showing I'm showing Jeff here the the hard graph. It's you know it's trending in a downward direction but it was I, I noticed our electric bill is way down right and so and, and of course part of that is me doing a better job of uh, watching the thermostat and and it's amazing how much power our coffee machine draws right, right and it right, used to right. just leave it on right know, and then you know was, and so now i have to turn it on in the morning give it about 20 minutes before the water heats up right but it's worth it. So energy prices are down overall right now. I mean, with the inflationary uh, situation that we have right now, that's probably actually a welcome uh, here in the short term. You know, people can see the cost down a bit, but we want it to continue to remain stable. And I think it will stabilize over time. We're just in a down a down price uh, market right now. We'll see as the year plays out and mm-hmm. uh, things happen uh, where that goes. Uh, Iberia Parish monthly retail sales. This is certainly a positive note. Uh, April 2020. 23 of the latest numbers uh, for the month, just under 140 million at 139 million 800,000. Uh, very strong. Iberia Parish's uh, monthly retail sales continue to remain strong, significantly up from March and significantly up from April of last year. So this continues to be a bright spot in our community. Uh, another reflection not only of the hardworking existing merchants that we have here in town and the new businesses that are in town as well, but it really shows that there. There are people from all around the surrounding parishes and communities that are now considering Iberia Parish as the place to go uh, to get those things and to buy those retail goods. And so it please continue to keep shopping Iberia first. Um, Superintendent Heath Hewland, uh, in his report, um, reported that sales tax collections are up another 5.1%, uh, which is, you know, 
a direct result of uh, people shopping and getting their services and goods here in Iberia Parish first. So it really makes a difference. So, folks, please continue to continue to shop Iberia first. And thanks to our merchants and uh, the folks that work in those retail industries who make that work each and every day. Um, Acadiana Retail, I'm sorry, Acadiana Regional Airport monthly operations are part of our report as well. Um, they are down um, a little bit from the month before and down from the year uh, from the year before uh, for April numbers. Um, the airport director Mosanji is on our board, and he reported that you know despite those uh, monthly numbers, he is beginning to see some additional uh, increases in military traffic. There's multi-million, I want to say it's upwards of about $5 million. Originally it was going to be $2 million, but now it's $5 million worth of improvements that Freeman, Air, uh, Freeman Jet Services is putting into the fixed base operation there, the gas, the fueling station, the services, the reasons why people fly in and out in many cases uh, on a general, from a general aviation perspective. And so because of all of that wonderful investment, we do expect those operations uh, to continue to increase. The reason why that's important is because, you know, not only do we want general aviation and other military air, air traffic to continue to use our airport, but the airport itself uh, benefits from, you know, the price per gallon of gas. The airport has, a, you know, gets four cents per gallon toward its operations. And so we want to continue to continue to do all we can to increase more operations across the board uh, and continue to, to spotlight Acadiana Regional Airport for that reason. So that's, that's the uh, economic indicators report uh, for the month. Uh, then we go around the table, and of course, I mentioned Superintendent of Schools Heath Hewland mentioned that April sales tax uh, had a 5.1 percent increase um, over the previous month. Um, in addition to retail, there's a lot of activity from a sales tax perspective in machine shops, uh, automotive dealers, and also remote sellers. And so, uh, those are in addition to retail. So, uh, those are those are some really good uh, strong sectors as it pertains to sales tax collection in our parish. He, of course, reported that the recent bond proposition passed by 70% of the vote. Uh, wonderful development, uh, and I think a lot of great investment will be brought, put into our schools. Uh, and so we look forward to hearing the reports and the, uh, you know, the, good, the good results uh, on all of the things that will be invested in our school system. He mentioned that graduations are starting this upcoming Monday. Um, they, I, I jotted down 650 graduates around Iberia Parish this year. I want to congratulate the class of 2023. I know those those kids have been putting in a lot of hard work. I also want to congratulate the faculty and mm-hmm. the administration on a, on a successful year. Uh, it's a team effort, uh, whether it's you know students working hard, faculty working hard, staff working hard. Uh, so you know it's an opportunity for us to celebrate the year as a community. So congratulations and hats off to the class of 2023 across all of our schools here in Iberia Parish. We wish you the best of luck and in your future, and you know consider continuing to come back home and to be part of the economy and the fabric here of Iberia Parish. Absolutely. Graduations begin next week? That's what he said. Graduations start next Monday. So looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to all of the wonderful graduation photos and things that we see here in downtown New Iberia. There was always wonderful photography going on and smiling faces. And so uh, hats off to, again, to the class of 2023. Um, He mentioned that the Iberia Parish Career Center, which is uh, a really cool vocation and technical high school campus here in Iberia Parish that are training workers for the future, that they're investing in new equipment. Uh, A lot of new equipment has been purchased, equipment that 
uh, modern equipment that employers are, are uh, need their, the students to be trained on. Um, the Career Center is investing in new equipment now, and so hats off to them for continuing to invest in that campus here in our parish. Uh, Airport Director Mosanji, as I mentioned, is on our board. He mentioned that the that there's a the taxiway rehabilitation um, is moving forward and is near completion. Uh, those of you, those of your listeners that are familiar with the old livestock facility uh, out at the airport there, there's a, uh, a formal uh, livestock shipping facility there. Uh, the the taxiway in front of that um, livestock facility has been in disrepair for a number of years. And so there's a significant rehabilitation of the taxiway there that will open up a whole new area for general aviation uh, at our airport. And so hats off to the airport and the airport authority uh, for um, working hard and uh, getting that taxiway rehabilitation done. It will be a great addition to the airport uh, and certainly some great news. He mentioned that uh, he uh, had just gotten back from Baton Rouge and some interactions with our state legislators during this year's legislative session the day before. There's a lot of debate going on right now as it pertains to what to do with the surplus and capital outlay funding and various projects. And, um, you know, this is a fiscal session when everybody talks about money and taxes and what we're going to do for investment and those kind of things. Iberia Parish has a lot of projects on the books, and so we'll see what happens uh, as, this, as this, uh, this session ends. We can hope for the best, and we know our delegates are working hard to, uh, to make sure that those projects stay and continue to keep moving forward. Um, he also mentioned, as I, I said before, the fixed-based operation, the fixed-based operator, Freeman Jet Services, is investing. What was originally two million is now five million in their new facility out there, and certainly looking forward to that. And then we had a bit of a con- uh, conversation around the table about contract to- air traffic control towers, and so just I'll spend just a second on that. So. The, um, at airports like Acadiana Regional around the country, uh, we have a fully operational and fully certificated uh, air traffic control tower. It's critical uh, to what uh, the, the, the commerce and the industry that comes in and out of our airport, and there's a wonderful crew out there. Those, uh, you know, certain urban airports in, you know, Dallas and New York and these other places have FAA uh, uh, staffed airports. In airports like ours, uh, they're fully uh, um, staffed by professional air traffic controllers through contract services through the FAA. And so there was this, there was some discussion about the federal debt ceiling and things like that and, you know, how those things might have an effect. We are very confident that that's all going to continue to, you know, go smoothly and remain fine. There's no, there's no reason to, to, to panic or anything like that. But it was an opportunity for us to let folks know that uh, that uh, contract towers uh, in the in the entire FAA system are very important uh, to regional airports like ARA, and we certainly are in total support of continuing to urge uh, continued resources so that we can get those contract tower services going. No, no doubt, Miss um, Lenny, uh, Miss Lenny with uh, Kegnina from the um, chamber is on our board as well. She reported a successful. Uh, banquet this year, a successful annual banquet. Uh, They had over 300 attendees, and they were very pleased with the turnout. And so, you know, hats off to the chamber for another successful banquet. You know, in addition to supporting the chamber, it also, uh, they also uh, are able to recognize a civic service award winner of the year and business of the year, and really give us an opportunity to celebrate them in our area. And so hats off to the the chamber for a successful banquet. Uh, They welcomed 48 new members to the chamber this year. And so it's always, you know, successful, strong, 
uh, communities always have strong and successful chambers of commerce. And so hats off to them as well. She mentioned that um, June 16th, uh, Inspire for Women, their, their, uh, their women's business series, Inspire for Women, will be held. And so I encourage you to give the Chamber of, of Commerce offices here in New Iberia a call for tickets and how, how you can um, attend that wonderful event, which is held at the Antique Roseville facility here uh, in New Iberia. Again, June 16th, Inspire for Women, call for your tickets now. Uh, Mickey Bellot, a local businessman and uh, owner of some wonderful bed and breakfasts uh, here in our area uh, and is a, a very interested in the tourism side of what we do here, uh, took a few minutes to, meant to uh, congratulate uh, the Optimist Club and Iberia on Tap mm-hmm. for a wonderful Acadiana 500 event. In fact, I spent a little time there with Mickey and Tiffany uh, at the event. Yeah, it was yeah. a great event. The Acadiana 500, for those that don't know, uh, was a was and is now back again um, a wonderful event. It's a it's a it's probably the greatest tricycle race around. Uh, these are it's a it's a wonderful event. Uh, teams come together, and uh, these are adults, of course. And they uh, have, there's a tricycle relay race that's held here in New Iberia City Park each year. Uh, there's a lot of fun competition. Uh, there's a you know big trophy that's awarded at the end. Uh, teams with very creative names uh, uh, vie for uh, the championship of the for Acadiana 500. And so the Optimus Club. Year Years ago, uh, it was a huge race, man. Thousands of people attended this I thing. I heard some amazing stories, right? Yeah. And you know, wonderful photographs of, of past events. It had they had they hadn't held the event in many years, and this year, the Optimist Club and the and the Iberia on Tap decided to uh, to re to bring the event back. And so, I think it was a wonderful success, and I've I've heard uh, big plans for the upcoming year. And so, uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing the Acadiana 500 event grow. Uh, as we move uh, into the future. Uh, Mayor Carol Bourgeois is on our board as well. He mentioned uh, in Generet that there's uh, a lot of rehabilitation that will be going on with, with the uh, city water tower, and uh, also a lot of capital outlay projects are on the board as it pertains to uh, sewer rehabilitation there as well. So whether it's bringing water in or taking it out in Generet, there's a lot of focus on that uh, for both residents and businesses and uh, some really good reports from that and that was the report that's the report from this from this month all right anything you can tease anything on the horizon there are a lot of great projects that are coming a lot of that has to do with you know what what happens with our capital outlay session uh but uh i think some great infrastructure projects um um, some roundabouts and and additional uh road connections of course uh, but also some new roads and some new connecti- connectivity into the airport, uh, hangers, uh, new hangar projects going on at uh, ARA, which are much needed. And, uh, you know, the AGMAC project out at the Port of Iberia, so very important, is continuing to move along. So right now it's all about infrastructure, and uh, that's the way I like it because that's the kind of things that we need to continue to invest in, and I know that there's a lot of focus on that right now. Uh, that will really help us to, you know, set the stage and set the foundation for business expansion. Gotcha. I know we touched on a couple of tourism things, yeah. but uh, you're, you're involved with the Tourist Commission now. Anything uh, on that end uh, you want to talk about? Well, we talked a little bit about the Shadows on the Tesh reopening. So very important. The Acadian Odyssey, Mon- the Acadian, uh, Odyssey, Mon- the Acadian Odyssey Monument 
as well. But there are a number of other. There's always a great event going on here in Iberia Parish. Uh, I see that the cruising Cajun country folks are setting up across the street for a. I think there's a show going on this weekend where you can come out and see classic cars here in Bolony Plaza in downtown New Iberia. Uh, there are fo- there are events around. I don't have my list today, but I, I, yeah. I think the. Cruising Cajun is May 18th. Through May the 18th coming yeah. up soon, and we, we, you know, we encourage folks to go and check that out. Uh, there are, uh, you know, opportunities to to meet at the uh, Cajun at the uh, Cane River Pie Bar for for French conversation uh, each week. Uh, there are, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking over your shoulder here. There's a, you know, you can find all of these events at IberiaTravel.com. Um, the good folks, the good staff out there at Iberia, uh, the Iberia Parish Tourist Commission, our Visitors Information Center is located at 2513 uh, LA Highway 90, which is out right near the hotels, uh, the Lowe's area out here in New Iberia. We encourage you to stop by and and learn more about the events that are happening in your own backyard. Um, There are great uh, venues and attractions here, whether it be the Shadows or Conrico Rice Mill or Bayou Tesh Museum or the Generette Museum, uh, just so many places to see. Rip Van Winkle Gardens, uh, Tabasco, of course. Uh, we've, we're seeing a big uptick in visitors that are stopping by the center and wanting to know, you know, how they can get around and where they can uh, enjoy all the sights and sounds. There's an event uh, here in uh, Iberia Parish just about every day. We encourage you to check out IberiaTravel.com to learn more. Real good. Mike, anything else you want to share? That's about it for today, Jeff. Thanks for having me, as always. No, appreciate it. Uh, Again, Mike usually joins us on the second Friday of the month, or uh, if nothing else, the Friday after the uh, IDF meeting, which is the second Thursday of each month. Mike, we'll see you next month. Thanks, Jeff.